the business has to be tied into the relationship. The practices that are learned in one area are practices that bleed over into other areas, and there is no getting around that. Welcome to the Marriage Family Business Podcast. My name's Mick. And my name's Claire. I'm a husband, father of two incredible young boys, a business system strategist, tech entrepreneur, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Marketing Funnel. I am a wife, mother to the same two incredible little boys, reluctant entrepreneur, and classically trained vocalist and music educator. Claire and I are founding owners of several businesses, including Rockstar, an internationally renowned online marketing and systems management firm based in good old Traverse City, Michigan. We created the Marriage Family Business Podcast to open up the conversation about how these three areas of our lives collide and to try and tackle the question, how the heck do you manage it all successfully? And of course, to help other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples discover real life in the trenches advice for the common problems that being an entrepreneur with a family and spouse often entail. So sit back, preferably with your spouse or your partner, as Claire and I take you on this journey with us and share with you our wildest stories and most valuable learning experiences that you can't find on a Google search. Let's roll. In this episode of the Marriage Family Business Podcast, we cover the third component, business. We talk a little bit on how Mick became an entrepreneur, how I eventually became an entrepreneur, um, our current businesses, as well as why we believe that business absolutely fits into a podcast about marriages and families. All right. So in talking about business, it probably makes sense to start with my background just because I started a lot earlier than you did. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Because I'm a lot older than you are. Well, that and, you know, I came into the entrepreneurial game. Late. Later. Later. I had a, I had a air quotes, real job first. (laughs) Right. Well, I had a real job too. I'll get into that in a minute. But (laughs) um, so here's how this worked. Uh, In 1997, I was getting ready to graduate uh, from Michigan State University. Uh, Actually, I take that back. I graduated in 98, in the spring of 98, with a degree in environmental policy. And I was going to go into law. Saving the world. Saving the world, baby. Hugging those trees. Yes. Doing that whole thing. And um, I realized that actually I didn't like the idea of uh, getting myself another six figures worth of debt just so I could jump into um, law school. And if I did well and didn't wash out, I might have the opportunity to try to give have somebody give me a job so that I could work myself silly and probably be miserable because most of the lawyers that I saw at the time were fairly miserable. I don't know if that's actually true with all lawyers. But uh, that was certainly my perception at the time. And so that did not turn me on at all. Now, at the same point in time, my father had uh, just gotten done selling his uh, company, his IBM mainframe computing company. They served um, the big three primarily auto parts suppliers, uh, auto suppliers hmm. um, in the Detroit area. And they did like custom application programming for them. He just sold that company and he was like, hey, Mick, you know, do you want to? You know, there's this really cool, weird thing going on called the internet. Um, I think it might have some legs. Um, <laughs> you know, what do you think, man? Now, what's funny is that at the time, I didn't even know how to Google, really. Like, a Google search was like, I Did I don't, Google exist in 98? No, it did. Actually, I don't know if I ever told you the story. Um, but I actually had a, a group project with like three or four other people. And one was this girl. And she was so 
just rudely annoyed with my inability to Google stuff. Um, which just, which is just hilarious given where given I am where and, we are. And, and who yeah. I, who I am and what we do now. Right. So, so in any case, I decided to give the internet a go and it was this really cool wild time because at the time, like nobody knew what they were doing. Like nobody knew what they were doing. It was, um, it was really very nerdy and you would end up trying to like, we actually co-located servers and stuff, which I'm sorry, I'm going to end up getting all techy and geeky and stuff in any case warning 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 yeah 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 this is this is one of the things that claire does for me claire kind of tones me down so in any case so we start a company called merlin tech and um it was a uh, just a web development company um we ended up basing it in traverse city michigan and for the first like eight years of business um i basically my dad and i worked together selling websites educating people as to why they needed a website and selling websites in a fairly small market in northern Michigan, um, which was interesting. And, you know, while the notion of websites and online marketing and marketing in general, which just happens to have a massive online component to it now and mm-hmm. anyway, um, at the time, it, now it seems really normal and obvious. At the time, 1999 and 2000, like, like if you were going to talk to uh, a plumber or a car dealership about why they would need a website, they'd actually look at you and be like, no, really, why the hell do I need a website? You know? And, and so that was this constant, constant educational thing. So in any case, somewhere around 2005, um, I had kind of sort of started to say to myself, you know, this has all been wonderful, but now I'm on my way. <laughs> and, uh, and so I, I really wanted to go and, and uh, hang a shingle and kind of do my own thing and uh you know enter enter you know claire actually claire and i met in 2006 and we had this massive whirlwind romance and it was totally straight awesome bomb diggity cool and um i ended up in north carolina and quick story about this which actually could have very easily been in the family episode but um i get to north carolina and so one of the weird things about being a northerner, dating a southerner, uh, and being a deliciously naive northerner <laughs> that I am is that I had no idea that it was like not cool to not okay necessarily to just cohabitate to yes yeah, so if you'll recall from the family episode um i was raised very traditional southern baptist so the fact that a northern man who like, Air like, quotes ran his own company. Yeah, like let let's be clear about this, okay? So I'm eight years older than Claire. Yep. Right. Eight years and eleven days, but who's counting? I had just turned thirty. Yep. I don't blame Claire's father for being like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" My dad would never say that, but go ahead. You know what? Your dad <laughs> would absolutely never say that. Uh, he just tried to save me instead. So, um. I mean, whatever. It's just anyway. Anyway. So, so, uh, but I don't blame him, man. Like, you know, here's this 30 year old guy that's moving in with his 22 year old daughter. Just turned. Uh, yeah. Just, just turned. graduated from like, college. Like, I don't really, I don't really blame him too much. And right? Oh, by the way, what is it that you do here? Yeah. I'm a, because at the time, you know, you were still working with Merlin Tech. Y'all were building what HSA team. So y'all were building some software to help people track their HSA yeah. contributions or so, something. So the reason why I bring this up, um, is that Claire's car? Was that when your? Is, is that is that when your car? That was right before we got married. Oh, that was right before we got married. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, because I uh, forget about that. Okay, cool. So the point of that is this: 
I basically suddenly didn't have any local clients and I, and I really wasn't going to be building any. And so what I started to do was look online on Elance and develop a, uh, a business just with remote clients. And I got um, pretty big in Australia. So Actually. part of the reason, just backing up briefly why he he mentioned the car thing, was right around the time we got married, we decided that we wanted to leave Eastern North Carolina, which is where I had gone to college. I had a music education degree, K-12. Um, I was teaching at two high schools. I was still singing in a couple of the groups there. And I was also the assistant director at one of the Methodist churches there. And so... Mick was working on this specific project um, with this firm, but it was one of those where like the money would come later. He's putting in his time now and he had worked odd jobs as well, knowing that this was part of it. Um, in fact, when I met him, it was a startup. Yeah, it was a startup, um, a startup within the, his other company. So, I mean, he, he was drawing a, a small salary from the other company with the hosting. But when I met him, he was uh, a server at one of the more popular restaurants in Traverse City. And before that, he got his office space job at uh, an insurance company. And, you know, so he, he had some savings, but this was this was a startup. So we were really living off my tiny little teacher salary and the couple hundred bucks a month I got um, as the assistant director of music. Well, Mick did not love Greenville because again, as we've talked about, Mick does not enjoy being hot. We're right there by the ocean. It is like the armpit of North Carolina. It is so humid and sticky and disgusting. And he's like, I, I want to move. Well, the problem is at the time, I was still, I got a teaching fellow scholarship in North Carolina, which meant that they paid for all four years of my schooling. However, I had to teach in North Carolina for four years to pay it back. I had taught for two years. I had two to go. So it's all well and good that you want to move. I got to stay in the state unless you happen to have several thousand dollars hanging around that I can pay back the state, which, oh, by the way, I know you don't. So we decided to move to Asheville, which is gorgeous and way more expensive than Greenville. And oh, by the way, I was losing one of my jobs. So we found ourselves in a bit of a situation. Yeah, that's uh, that 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 provides all of the backstory, right? So <laughs> certainly to Elance, yes. certainly to Elance, right? So so I I opened up Elance, and and to that end, I uh, started a North Carolina-based company called Green Media Design. Yep, and ended up hooking up with uh, yeah, we got fairly large in Australia. Just funny to say, but it was true. I'm really big in Japan. Um, <laughs> that really was big, not true. <laughs> not 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 true in Japan. But but you know we ended up doing quite a bit of work in Australia, and we worked for. Um, we had a partnership with a, a company that basically sold training to marketing people, SEO people, which is search engine optimization, um, primarily in Australia, New Zealand, mm -hmm. and then the Middle and then East, the UAE. yeah, and the UAE. And so we became their white label uh, web development arm. And so basically, like, for instance, if somebody in the UAE, if a company in the UAE was selling web design, um, they would actually be working through us and we would be the ones that were fulfilling that web design. Um, and that was the synthesis, uh, the initial synthesis of, a, of the company that we now run called Rockstar. Um, because basically, I, I like to go and see live music and I didn't think anybody would ever see the name of the company. And and uh, and so I was like, <laughs> True yes. story, actually. I was like, screw it, man. I'll just name I'll name the company Rockstar. And uh, oddly enough, Merlin Tech's fallen away. The name Green Media Design has fallen away, and Rockstar is stuck. So here we here we are. Mm -hmm. um, in any case, what what ended up happening through the Australia? Um, we did the Australia thing for about three years. Mm -hmm. At about year two, 
I had been teaching in North Carolina for five years now, three years in, in my, uh, my job in the mountains. And um, if you know anything about education in North Carolina, oh God, this could be its own podcast, like not even podcast episode, its own podcast. Um, to say that my job as a music teacher in uh, Transylvania County, North Carolina was unstable is the understatement of the century. A couple things that happened uh, in my last year, and things were going really well with our, our Australian clients. Um, I wasn't sure that my contract was going to be renewed. I just signed the book deal, too. You had just signed a book deal with SitePoint right. uh, to write a WordPress manual, which was a huge deal, culmination of lifelong dream for you. Mm -hmm. um, and so our lease was coming back up on our apartment and I had no idea if I was going to have a job and Mick needed someone to handle project management and client communications uh, with our Australian clients. And he's like, you know, what if we leave Asheville, we can go live in my aunt's cabin for like pretty cheap, like way cheaper than we were going to be able to live in Asheville. Um, you and I travel together. We just had a dog uh, who, uh, you know, adored Mick's family. So, and they adored her. Like, you know, we'll, we'll leave Bug with, with our folks or with my folks when we travel and we'll live in the cabin for a couple of years. And then, you know, after a couple of years, we'll move back to North Carolina and we'll just, we'll, we'll pick right back up where we left off. All sounds great. So suddenly. Best laid plans, man. I mean, enter Claire, who was going to spend the rest of her life singing or teaching or conducting or something. And now I have to figure out websites. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So moving forward, what ends up happening is that we get to, we, we moved into to Northern Michigan. We get to basically right around New Year's of that year. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, I don't really know any other way to put it. Um, I had made a fairly poor deal with the company that I was working with in Australia and I did not uh, set, I made a mistake and I, I did not set up a contract um, with them and they basically took the entire uh, web development arm and, they, moved it to and, the Philippines. and moved it to the Philippines and there wasn't really any recourse that we had for it. Um, so there you go. It was a know? shitty Christmas on a lot of levels, but that was definitely one of the levels. <laughs> it was a, it was a good lesson. It was a very good lesson. And so it just so happened that also at about the time that we had moved uh, to Traverse City, we had also started working in the cheerleading industry, uh, which was interesting also. And so we were, we ended up starting a, another company called All-Star Cheer Sites. And which so, we have owned. Which we, well, actually at the time it was completely a rock star product, but yes. Um, either way, it, it ultimately became its own company that we have 50% ownership in. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ran that company for... Um, we continue to run that company. Well, sure. Um, yeah, I guess Again, how long has that company been rolling? Started in fall of 2011, I believe. Yeah, okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, I mean, seven years now. And it's done, you know, done for you web tools, uh, websites, Got a funnel system that we do. Um, we did mobile apps for a while, um, email campaign systems, things like that. And uh, you know, it's 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 still it's still going. And um, paid citations, yeah. Basically, so what we do is we offer um, very targeted marketing solutions to um, the cheerleading and gymnastics industries. Exactly, largely based around websites. Yeah, yeah, and and it, everything's done on a done for you software as a service type of a model and recurring. And um, so they, they have ongoing support. 
um, you know, that's, that's how it's, how it's structured. Mm -hmm. But now really the main thing that we do is we have a company called Rockstar. So yep. Rockstar is the, is effectively what Merlin tech and then green media design all culminated into. And so for Rockstar, we work with, um, high level fitness clients um, guys like Pedros Koulian in Fit Body Bootcamp, um, Vince Del Monte. We've done work with um, Super Bowl winning uh, NFL punter uh, Steve Weatherford. Uh, we um, work with Jason Phillips in IN3 Nutrition and NCI. Mm -hmm. He's he's doing amazing things in the nutrition space. Um, Shauna Kaminsky, yep. um, you know, Functional Aging Institute, just just tons of of huge names in the in the health and, and fitness space. And so, basically, what Rockstar does is we run all of their back end tech. Um, so we run their, uh, we basically do all of their funnel builds. We we run uh, set up their their CRMs. CRMs, which is customer relationship management. So, real briefly, um, you know, it's it's fairly common to think that that if what we find when we're talking to somebody who's, who is coming to us for a website is they think that the website is going to be the entire business. And what they fail to realize is that actually a website is not a business. A website actually doesn't matter all that much. Not anymore. Not anymore. My how things have changed when you were trying to sell websites in Roland Tech, huh? Yeah, totally. What, now the plumber doesn't probably need a website. Yeah. What what matters a lot more is having a systemic way to to basically manage all the contacts that you run that, that you come into contact with and to connect with them where they are when they are exactly and some of that's done online and some of that's done in other ways and yeah. so that is the uh, fundamentally why a crm solution is the most important thing that you actually need and so through that we also build websites and sure sales pages but that's not the thing now the thing is making sure that that they can monetize um so, so we have set up a shop. We've got several employees here in Traverse City, and and yes, again, we we do do websites and and we you know do sales pages and things like that. But the also big arm is providing them with the consulting that they need. Um, tech changes so fast. Oh God, tech changes so fast, and it is ridiculous to think that people can keep up with it on their own if that's not their main focus. Their main focus is being a nutritionist. Why on God's planet should they need to know the difference between Entreport and Infusionsoft and the pros and cons to both and how to set up campaigns and properly tags and do, you know, should I do the SMS messages and, you know, the upsells, which upsells are structured and, and oh, by the way, like, how do I even know that this stuff is working? Um, and that's something that that we've we've really stepped in. You know, um, Rockstar is in a amazing place of change and growth right now, um, where th there are really several different things happening. There is the um, consulting side of it, where we have our, our top end clients and we give them the strategy and help them work through their strategy and build out custom solutions directly for them. Whatever they happen to need, we will help them ide ideate. Ideate? Is that a word? Ideate is the one. It basically helped create ideas. Yes. Um, strategize. Words. Strategize. Um, but but bring those ideas to life. And then we've also got... Um, well, what I think I'm actually much more excited about right now is Rockstar Express. Yeah, exactly. And so what Rockstar Express is, so we, look, we've spent, uh, we've been we've been working with high-level clients for years. Mm -hmm. um, and with all of those clients, we build out these crazy, awesome custom systems. Um that are custom exactly to what they need. Um, but what we've also realized is that there's a 
about 20 to 25 different types of systems that most people tend to need one or one or the other, right? Like depending on what your business is, you're going to need those types of things. And so what we've actually now set up is something called Rockstar Express, which when we create these custom systems, we do the custom system that we, you know, needed to do for, you know, need to put together for our, our platinum client. Um, but then we come up with a white label version of that same, same product and we put it into a vault. Um, and so with Rockstar Express, Rockstar Express is effectively the combination of two products. It's uh, access to that, that asset vaults. We call them assets. And so a website or a sales page or an opt-in page or a, an email automation or uh, some type of a communication task-based automation. Any of those are really assets that, that you can use to help build on to the armor and the weaponry that is actually in your business, that is your business. Um, and so this allows us to very rapidly do that Deploy it. Deploy it uh, for our clients um, quickly. On their servers, on their accounts, like they're they're not tied to us. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and that's an important distinction. They own their systems that we've helped them create. Um, it's not one of those things where, hey, they can borrow all of our assets. And as long as you keep paying us, you can have them. Um, but as soon as you stop, they're gone. No, no. The way it works is, you come on board, we've got three months, six months, 12 month contracts. You can build out as much or as little as you want. You can use as much or as little help as you would like from us. We do have coaches on staff specifically for our Express clients so that if you need some guidance, what's the next best thing? I'm thinking about doing this. Which of these assets best fits my needs? That's available. But then as soon as you've gotten what you need, they are yours and off you go to to see your business tech dreams play out yeah express is awesome uh, and we're just really excited about it and then i guess the the other thing that we've got the other line of business that we have is actually metrics which is really cool and super geeky um so you know just kind of in advance but it's really cool well i think that the most important thing to really say about metrics is that you know, you uh, it, it's often said that you can't grow uh, what you don't know. You can't grow your numbers if you don't know your numbers. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the things that I've noticed over the course of uh, over two decades now of being in this this industry is, is that it's not intuitive as to which numbers you need to be paying attention to as a business owner. And those numbers can change um, depending on uh, what your business model actually looks like, right? So what metrics does is it certainly gives you the raw data that you need, mm -hmm. um, you know, the number of sales over time frames and all of those types of things. But it'll also talk to, you know, things like average time to value, like like how long it'll take on average to reach the maximum amount of money that you will pull out of a specific um, prospect, depending on what is the first product that they buy right. and what lead a source they come in from. Are they coming in from Instagram or Facebook or a specific email campaign, something like that, right? And that way you can tweak your, your advertising, your follow-up, uh, because you can see the patterns coming in. You know, if, if you're noticing that there is a bump for this specific product at day 34, what the crap happens in this follow-up campaign at day 34? Oh, they get this email. Maybe I tweak this email or tweak my other emails to look like this one. And, and it gives you ways to constantly continue tweaking and perfecting your systems um, 
in a, in a way that you can literally glance at it. You don't have to do the legwork yourself. It's there. It's it's pulling directly from your CRM data, and the the information is is available. Yeah, you know it's funny when I when I first got into this industry um, over over twenty years ago, it was the website development industry. That mm-hmm. that's really what it what it was, and over time. It's really morphed to become uh, more just about marketing, uh, marketing for for small business owners and and, and medium sized business owners, really. Mm-hmm. And that game has just evolved and shifted. The tactics have evolved and shifted. They do evolve and shift so quickly. But one thing I've noticed that there's a massive generalization that you can now kind of look at, and and you can understand what's happening. And that's this. There's two big sides to everything. And if you were to able to see me right now, you'd see me from moving my arms uh, and showing you two big sides, right? But um, there's the tech side, which is going to be basically your your CRM, which is you know the the system that we're using to control and to manage and to identify and maintain all of your customers and your prospects that have ever come into contact with you. All right. And then there's the websites that go along with that, the sales pages that go along with that, the email sequencing, um, you know, like text messaging, all of that stuff. We call that tech, right? And then you have the, um, basically customer acquisition stuff. It's, it's basically uh, media buys, People that are buying stuff on Facebook, people that are buying uh, stuff on YouTube and Google, um, and then looking to monetize that information or the, those those contacts and those efforts. And so really- And make smart investments. And make smart investments. And so really, those are the two sides to the whole industry now. And it's just been fascinating to watch the whole thing evolve. And what Rockstar Express really does is give uh, our clients, um, small business owners, just the power to- really focus on on doing what they do best, you know, in their business and run those Facebook ads and and actually monetize all their stuff without the worry and the hassle and the stress of knowing all the technical crap, all the technical bullshit, uh, you know, all the techie nerdy stuff that, exactly. that needs to happen in order to make everything actually go down. Exactly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really exciting to, to see how Rockstar Express and Rockstar Metrics specifically are, are going to be able to work together on those two sides. And, um, and so coming kind of coming full circle back to this is our third component of the Marriage Family Business Podcast. Why the crap is business part of this? We spent a couple episodes talking about how much we love each other and the struggles in our relationship and our kids and our families, and why is business even part of it? And it's part of it because we're both in this business. Um, Mick is the main consultant, the main strategist. Uh, He's also the guy who put together most of the tech assets. Um, Basically, all the tech assets, including metrics, came from his brain. Um, And we've got a team that's helped build it and deploy it. And I am in there uh, handling project management and client communication. And we are now sharing an office. And we are married and have children and have mortgages and car payments and also are sharing an office in a fairly stressful environment from time to time. Um, You know, when a client gets upset, no matter what type of industry you're in, that can definitely cause some gray hairs. 
And so the reason- Not for me. Well, you don't have any hair on your head. I mean, that's true. Um, So, but I do, and my gray hairs are very angry these days. But it's important for us to understand that for us, for our relationships, and probably for you guys, since this is specifically a podcast for entrepreneurial couples, the business has to be tied into the relationship. The practices that are learned in one area are practices that bleed over into other areas. And there is no getting around that. Um, and so it is in your best interest to embrace the fact that the business is part is is yet another aspect of the relationship and to treat it with the respect and the care and the awareness that it deserves. Um, what do you think? I mean, just 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 incredibly well put. I was actually thinking to myself um, about how, from that perspective, yeah, you know, the marriage absolutely feeds the family. The family um, supports the business, right? And then the business turns around and fuels the marriage and the family again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's all, everything is so circular. Mm-hmm. It really is, especially for us, because literally our marriage. Um, and again, if you are listening to this podcast. And you're both, um, you know, you're both entrepreneurs or one of you is an entrepreneur and one of you is not. Um, you, you certainly understand the dynamics of how that business kind of feeds back into your marriage. And look, guys, I'm not going to lie to you on this. I think that, you know, part of the reason why Claire and I are even uh, doing this podcast as much as anything else is because this is a working relationship. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, um, it, it's evolving and it's, it's all about, it's, it's very experiential. And I think that sometimes um, this podcast is going to almost be therapy, just, just helping <laughs> Sorry, us, guys. helping us move through uh, the, the wild weirdness that is business sometimes. Um, I mean, especially when, when your business partner is also your, your life partner. Yeah. And especially when, when you run into situations like, you know, like, like not that I want to go into depth about this at all, but like last night we're on a date night and we're literally like, I I kid you not, like we're sitting on the patio and I'm a call in downtown Traverse City. Which is a gorgeous French inspired restaurant. And, you know, we're waiting on our Arctic char and our, our lamb shank. Mediterranean roasted lamb shank. And I'm trading text messages uh, with uh, an irate client with an irate client who over a situation that we didn't create, nor can we control. And what are you going to do? You know, and and so like, you know, we're trying to like, you know, connect personally. Exactly. (laughs) This is our touch in time. This is our weekly date night. Like great date night, dude. Great date night. Pretty sure this is a business dinner now. I would you know, say we recovered. I think we, I do think we recovered, but you have to have the um, willingness to put the phone in the pocket, and you have to have the willingness to step away from the office when when it closes. And as certainly, certainly, if you want to make sure that the the business relationships are positive, and actually, you know, we we talked on the fa- family episode about how um, you know one of Mick's big turning points with the family was. Uh, when Ava made the comment that he lived at the office. I'll tell you what, if he's at the office past bedtime once a week anymore, it's a rare week. There's something kind of busy going on. And you know what hasn't happened, guys? The world has not collapsed. We have not lost clients because Mick isn't sitting in the office until, you know, 11 o'clock at night. None of that's happened. 
None of it's happened. Um, like anything else, things are going to grow and move in the space that you give it. And because he and I are both type A perfectionists, we want to make sure we're doing our jobs right people. If we give a project four hours, we're going to get it done in four hours. And if we give a job eight hours, that's the time it's going to take over. It's important to make sure that the business is set up to, to feed other relationships, but it's also important to keep in mind that the business is not the primary relationship. I mean, amen. It, you know, I, I don't I don't even know if I can add to that anymore. So it's my Southern Baptist evangelizing coming out. I mean, I mean, you ain't lying, sister. It's it's pretty wicked. So, you know, I guess, you know, with that said, here's here's the question. Uh, for you guys, you know, for those of you guys that <clears throat> that that have businesses um, that uh, it, look, honestly, we just like to know about you. We'd yeah. like to to hear about your businesses. Um, are you, you know, in within the context of of, of being a couple? Um, do you guys work in the same business? Do you guys have different businesses? You know, I mean, Claire and I work in the same business, but one thing that we hadn't talked about actually is that Claire's got another business. Yeah, I work with an authorized Disney vacation planner. We talked about our Disney World trips in our family episode as well. And it is my absolute passion. I adore uh, helping people plan their Disney trips because I love Disney World. My family loves Disney World. It's a great experience for me and I get to live vicariously through these people um, going and, and help them make sure that they've got a great trip. I love it. And so I've got my own little offshoot there too. And oh, by the way, I also record practice tracks for children's choirs and things like that. So I've got my own little odd jobs. And and so I, I think the real question is, how do you make sure that your businesses, whether they're uh, the same business working together, whether they're different businesses, maybe one of you is an entrepreneur, maybe both of you are entrepreneurs, how do you make it fit into your marriage and your family? Do you make it fit into your marriage and your family? We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Does, does your business support your marriage and support your family? And also, does your marriage and your family support your business? I mean, I can I can say honestly that that our business absolutely supports our, our marriage and our family mm -hmm. and, and vice versa. And, vice versa. Um, and that's, that's kind of what this whole thing's really about. Yeah. So, so yeah, sound off. Love to hear from you. Uh, comment on our Facebook page or, or here, here on this page. Um, but either way, really, really looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say. Thanks for spending time with us today here on the Marriage Family Business Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then there are just two things we would love for you to do. Number one, leave a rating and a review for us on iTunes. It really helps us know what kind of content we need to produce for you. And secondly, head on over to marriagefamilybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get all the resources shared in every episode emailed directly to you. That way you don't have to go searching for anything discussed on any episode. It'll just be in your inbox. We'll catch you on the next episode of the MFB podcast.